1: cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30 percent at blue nile.com that's blue nile.com
2: and the ride will walk it up that'll be it so the Knicks will go to three and zero against the pistons this year and just mentioned seven and two against teams under 500 they had 108 points through three quarters finished with a season high 140 a season high 31 assists and getting a much-needed victory led by Julius Randle's 36 points and seven rebounds. And the Knicks improve now to 10 and 11 on the season. And they're 6 and 6 on the road, Clyde. They played better on the road last year, 20 and 21 on the road. Gastly at home, 17 and 24. They've got to get better at the world's most famous arena.
1: All right. Happy birthday to you, Julius Randle, man. Can you turn 28 every day or turn, turn some age every day? We could, you could someone, just start sneaking cakes into the locker room, put some candle. It doesn't even have to be a cake. Put some candles on like a, uh, I don't know, put some candles on a Jello mold, put some candles on a loaf of bread, start singing happy birthday to you, whatever, whatever it is. Convince the man it's his birthday. Um, Great win for the Knicks. A needed win for the Knicks against a very, 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 very um well, let me give let me give the Pistons credit because I wrote about it in in today's newsletter. They are not a good basketball team, to be very clear. They are not a good basketball team. They are a bad, bad defensive basketball team. But this is also a basketball team that won the same road back to back that the Knicks. We all, you know, gloated about a few weeks ago in Utah and in Denver, except Denver had Nikola Jokic. Uh and they had not lost by double digits in 10 games uh, or 11 games, I guess, 11 games ago. So, like, they've been playing respectively. They've been out K- with without Cade for a while. They have been without Ivy the last few games as well. Like, they've been playing respectable basketball. And, you know, it seems like a million years ago now, but let's not forget, um, in the first, second quarter of this game, the Knicks were losing <laughs> when this had all the feels, or at least some of the feels, of the OKC game from a little bit more than uh, two weeks ago when the Knicks couldn't miss a shot in the first quarter, but they were also giving up everything in the first quarter. Um, this wasn't quite as bad. They ended up the first ended of the first quarter of this game up 40 to 32, but they found themselves. I think they were down 45 to 44 early in the second quarter when their um, backup unit had a little bit of trouble scoring. Um, and then they put the clamps down and from like the eight minute mark of the second quarter until about the, when there were like two, three minutes left to go in the third. And then they started kind of letting up a little bit. Their defense was really outstanding. Um, you know, it helped that the Pistons, you know, started missing some shots, but I thought that is really where the game turned for, for the Knicks. And obviously we go back to Julius Randle before I get back to Julius Randle, though. Very, very, very brief walk down memory lane. I could not believe it when I just looked it up. Um, thanks to our friends at Stathead, This is the most points the Knicks have scored on the road since 1978. That's a long freaking time. 140 points tonight on the road in Detroit. The last time they did it. 143-141 victory against the Denver Nuggets. And I'm pretty sure this was either Denver's first or second season in the NBA. Um, your Knicks starters that night, Bob McAdoo with 39 points. <laughs> Man, talk about similarities between um, Bob McAdoo and Julius Randle. Uh, Jim McMillan, Earl the Pearl Monroe scored 20 that night. Jim Clemens and then Spencer Haywood with 20. Yeah, some, some definite, definite overlapping vibes. Ray Williams was 16 off the bench. Phil Jackson chipped in with two points in that game. So, yeah, a lot of points the Knicks scored tonight. Their offense had it going. Um, Again, very bad Pistons defense, but you saw a lot of nice things from um, New York. Quentin Grimes, three or four from deep, six or seven overall. We like that. Um, Jalen Brunson, ho-hum, 16 points on eight shots. Nice job by him. RJ Barrett had some nice moments in this game. Uh, the bench eventually got it going. Mitchell Robinson was really good on defense, really um, good on the glass. But the story is Julius Randle. Um, so on his 28th birthday, 36 points, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, 36 points on 24 shots, and six of 13 from behind the arc does not in any way, shape, or form describe the full story of how dominant he was offensively. And yes, Have we gotten to the point for Julius Randle where when he has a dominant scoring game, it's probably just because his three-pointer is falling? Yes. Um, Maybe the Denver game is an exception this year, but for the most part, last year and this year, if Julius is a big scoring game, it's because the threes are dropping. And that sets everything else up because it sets up driving lanes for him. It gets him comfortable. He's comfortable getting in his in his bag and honestly he plays harder on defense when his shots are falling it's just a reality like if there were any egregious julius moments on defense tonight i didn't notice them i thought he played a really nice game on defense um the denver game was his best game of the year but this is pretty clearly his second best game he had it going from deep early it just sets everything else up. I don't know what else it really is to say other than when Julius Randall hits shots, Julius Randall looks like a really, really, really good basketball player. That's your high level analysis folks. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like, I don't like after tonight, you're going to look up and we're going to be through 21 games. And I'm pretty sure Julius is probably going to be hitting something like 34% from deep. Maybe he's ticking up towards 35. If anybody Anybody, anybody in in the world would have, you know, been like, would you sign for Julius Randall 35-ish percent from three on five or six attempts from deep per game? I'd be like, where? Where where do I sign? I'll sign in blood for that. That's all he needs to do. Offensively, he's been really, really, really good this season. Not great. Not great because he still reverts back to form occasionally. And sure enough, he, you know, he, he was getting a little little tunnel vision there in the second quarter. Although, to his credit, late in the third, as I thought, like, man, is Julius going to make a run at his career high? He was just passing left and right. He was looking for the open man. He was looking to make the pass. All the credit in the world to him. Uh, Just a totally outstanding game. Zero complaints. Um You know, I'm sure we're going to get some comments tonight, being like, "Hey, Leon, start working the phones." Uh, I'll leave that to you guys. But great Julius Randle game, great game for the Knicks. Uh, I guess big picture wise, you know, have 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 their games where it's like, man, they really need this game. They some of them have come against, you know, teams that like you would expect them to win. Uh, For instance, Detroit three times now, Uh, but like. Give the Knicks this when they when they have to have a win, they've got to win this year. I would feel so much better about things right now if they had been able to pull out either the don't even not even both games, either the Grizzlies game or the the Blazers game. I wouldn't even care which one. And then we'd be sitting here. We talk about an 11 and 10 basketball team where we'd be like, all right, we got four games now at home. I don't know if we're gonna be favored in any of these games, but like, even if you go one and three on this home stand, you know, you're you're, you're we'd be looking like okay, we'd still be what twelve and twelve and thirteen at that point. It's like, all right, twenty five game mark, you just sign for that in a, in a heartbeat. Now it gets a little bit dicier. I think they could take two two out of two on this homestand, but um, they got to do it, you know, two or two out of four, I should say, on this home stand, they got to do it. Good win. Nice performance all around. Uh, We'll get into the details right now. Um, But first, a word from our friends. I think this is when I do this. Yes. See, I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, At WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 win $100, download, bet, win. Shout out to the folks at the pregame show, the KFS pregame show, as Mensa pointed out tonight on Twitter. have It's just free money. Tune into the pregame show. Go to the WinBet app. Get your free $100. Win money because they nailed um, the Julius Randle points, rebounds, assists. I'm pre- I'm fairly certain he hit the points, rebounds, assists total in the first half tonight. So good job by them for that. And I'm fairly certain they got the Bagley one, too. Um, and they certainly hit their both of their Knicks props as well. So I'm, I think this is a 4-0 night. Um, Justin, you could, you could uh, let me know if that's accurate. I'm sure maybe Andrew, if he's watching, he'll let me know, too. But yeah, very good job by them. Yeah, so Wimbet, thank you to our friends there. Let us get in to the Super Chats. Starting us off, Ryan Huang, huge trade value game for 30. I said I'd let you guys bring it up. Grimes looks like a rising star. Is it fair and reasonable to say his ceiling is a prime Klay Thompson plus playmaking? Um, I had Klay Thompson on my top 75 list uh, of players ever. So I'm not sure that that is fair and reasonable to say. I'm not sure if that's fair or reasonable to say. Um, I think his ceiling is... I'm not, I'm not going to say Macau because McCal, I mean, his arms are just like a 14 feet long and he has. He's really spec. I mean, and there's and there's like some creation upside that he's been showing lately. He's still a young player and not, well, not a young player. He's in, he's not that long in the league. He was an older player when he entered uh, Grimes was not Grimes is still young. So I don't know if I'm going to go Macau, but like, that sort of impact, that sort of two-way impact, his playmaking—I wrote about it for the newsletter today. I'm going to highlight it again because it's so funny. I was going back through his assists, and there were two types of assists of his that stuck out: wraparounds to Mitch under the basket, and um, where he's attacking a closeout, and times where he's attacking attacks closeout, and then he dishes to Isaiah Hardenstein in floater range, and then Hardenstein converts those. Sure enough, tonight we got a wraparound pass to Mitch off a closeout, and we got a dish to Hardenstein at a range, and he got fouled. So, loving seeing these assists from uh, Quentin Grimes. I, I think he's really good. I think the upside is like really, really exciting. So, yeah, good, good comment there. Thanks, Ryan. Kevin Danishevsky, Quentin Grimes might be my favorite Nick ever. You know, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Not even kidding. I, I, I don't think you're kidding. He's so steady and he's so good in his role. I wonder what happens if his role is increases, but right now it's perfect. Look, I this isn't true for everybody. Obviously, it's not true for everybody in the league. But like, I mean, just look at Jalen Brunson. You know, I think most of the times, guy guys. When guys are in a certain role, and it, and it feel and you wonder like, oh, what he could could he do it more? Most of the time, most of the time, I feel it's that's probably the appropriate amount of responsibility, you know, for them. Like it's it's basically like, are you a shot creator or are you not a shot creator? Like I think the it's a more interesting conversation with Cam, or actually maybe it's a less interesting conversation because we've seen Cam try to do the creation stuff. And shout out to Benji for his thread today not the right his his clip uh tweet today hasn't gone well you know so like i don't i don't know what what more do we want do i mean just like more possessions where grimes touches the ball with a chance to do something yeah absolutely like should they be looking for him on every like any drive that there's not a good opportunity for the driver to convert the basket should they be having uh, the other eye looking out for where's grimes is his defender sagging off? Can I get him a pass? Like, should should Quentin Grimes be playing 35 minutes a game and shooting, attempting 10 threes a game? Like, yeah, I think that's reasonable. And, you know, maybe in a year or two or in a perfect world. So from that perspective, yeah. And then see what he could do with that. Um, don't worry, Kev. I love Quentin Grimes, too. Uh, Danny K. What's going on, Danny? Thank you for the generous contribution. appreciate it, man. Uh, winning and grinning. Me too. The season is about enjoying the wins and living with the losses. Let's enjoy the win tonight. I love that comment. I have a feeling that's going to be my favorite comment of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like, you know, I, we've talked about it a lot. Um, it's, it's, um, It's been a frustrating season at times. Uh, the lows seem to be a lot lower than the highs are high. And it's because, you know, it's like, man, if this team could just figure this thing out or that thing out, or like there's this certain thing that it's tough to enjoy because of whatever it is. I get that. They're 10 and 11. Like it's a hard league right now. It's a hard league. A lot of teams are going for it and they're 10 and 11. Good job. Good job by them. And after this game, the thing talk about things to be excited about, um, They'll probably move up to 29th in, in three-point shooting after this game. They will um, certainly be moving up in the offensive rating rankings. I'm, I, haven't, I haven't, they haven't moved up yet because it doesn't uh, update that quickly, but they went into tonight with the 15th-ranked offense in the league, um, and they were only 0.3 behind the Sixers, 0.5 behind the Raptors. Not crazy to think that they could move into the 13th place in the offensive rating rankings. That we have that we are watching a Knicks basketball team without an unequivocal top 40 player, uh, and that can't make a three pointer to save their lives, potentially be the 13th ranked offense in the league through a quarter of the season. That's something to smile about. So, yeah, good comment. Thanks for that. Uh, Todd, make sure I try to get this right. Rulich? I hope I got that okay. In Puerto Rico and couldn't watch the game. RJ's line looked bad. How did he play? Eye test-wise. Great question. I was hoping someone would ask that. Was the biggest RJ defender, but I just can't anymore. I think tonight was a good night for RJ. Um, You know, were, were there a couple of shots you don't like? Yeah, sure. There were a couple of shots you don't love. Um, But he played really well. I thought he played really well. There were, for the most part, the process was good. I thought he made some really nice passes, especially in transition. Uh, Benji and, and Tom were going back and forth in the third quarter. He had a great kick ahead on the, um, he didn't get an assist for it because it was the Brunson who then dished it to Randall on the big dunk over Isaiah Stewart, which, you know, the highlight of the game. Uh, and before that, he had a great transition look to Julius in the corner that just missed. Uh, that's what you want to see from RJ. You know, he had another kick out to Julius in the corner for one of his assists. Like, that's good stuff. Um, I thought he had, for the most part, some good defense tonight. You know, this the stuff that bothers you is that when there's there was a one in the first half and then there was one in the second half where he's closing out on a guy and just absolutely gets dusted. Just absolutely dusted. And, and credit to Tom. Tom Piccolo has been all over this all season, especially recently. And Prez had a thread a few weeks ago, actually after the last Detroit game pointing out that like just the footwork is bad. The positioning is bad. He's not moving well. Like there are certain plays on defense where it's like, man, this is really concerning. So like, yeah, there were a couple of those. I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm at the point where it's like drop 10 pounds in this, in the, this summer, you know, work on your mobility. I, I, I don't know what else to to say about that, but I thought you had a nice game overall. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Uh, have fun in Puerto Rico. Uh, Harry Donert, what's going on, Harry? Always good to hear from you. Can we admit the hate on Randall has gone too far at this point? His usage is down, and his effective field goal percentage and his true shooting percentage are both higher than in his all-NBA season. I know the defense is still horrible, but still. Uh, thank you, Harry. I love this question because it's something that I – continue to grapple with. I definitely grappled with it last season, although last season his offense was so bad. It was, it was very, it was easy to to rag on him because the defense wasn't where we wanted it to be, obviously. And the offense was also bad. Um, The thing about Julius this year. And like, look, you could tell me if you just take him off the team and replace him with someone who, lives behind the three-point line, can attack a closeout like Grimes or like Cam, and is just really solid defensively and knocks down 38 40% from three on volume with a little bit of degree of difficulty on those shots. Could you argue that they are a better team in totality? Take away his gravity, take away everything that he brings in that sense, inject that player on offense does the offense even so even if you inject a guy who could like knock down threes does the offense go down a peg yeah i think it might because you don't you lose a guy who could create an advantage um not that randall always makes the right decision when he creates the advantage but still you know like would you pick enough at the up up enough at the defensive end to make up for it any drop off on the offense like those are interesting questions to me But they are questions. And the reason that they are questions, and I'm going to cite the numbers right now, with Julius Randle on the court, this is before this game, Knicks had 113.3 offensive rating. With Julius Randle off the court this year, they have a 105.8. Sorry, did I say defense? I meant offensive. Offensive rating, 113.3. Randle off the court, offensive rating, 105.8. Now, the Brunson and Barrett Offense on offense off numbers discrepancy are very similar. There there's actually are more pronounced, um, but you, you could look at some other stats. Like you could look at like when Brunson doesn't play with Randall, the offense struggles. Um, those numbers are just those, those numbers are out there. The offense, you know, the offense has a rough time in some of those minutes. Um, not all of them. Some of those minutes. I, He's been really good on offense. He's been really good on offense. If you were just judging his offense, is he a top 20 player in the East so far this year? If you're just judging his offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, but the, just the last thing I'll say on it, and I've been going on for a while about him, but I think I probably think about random more than anybody else. Uh, it's the nature of the defensive issues because when it's so many different categories, like right now with RJ, it's just like, man, if you could just move a little bit better, just move better. Like the efforts there for the most part, for the most part, you know, if you just move better. And then if you could move better, it, I think the technique would naturally improve or be easier to display good technique. Although those two things don't necessarily overlap, but like, we know what that issue is. That's like one, one and a half issues with RJ on his defense. With Randall, it's not only that there are four or five issues on the defensive end, it's that all of them are maddening in their own right where it's like, oh my God, he has no idea where his guy is. Or, oh my God, he's not even trying. You know, things things like that. That's what makes it so frustrating. Because like I wrote it a day or two ago, those sorts of possessions and defensive miscues and breakdowns, it's like it's one play, but it feels like Two or three plays. And I think that's where the hate comes from. I know that's the case with me, you know, just speaking honestly. Anyway, um, that's all I got on that. Good question. Really appreciated you asking that.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple.
1: A-du- ADW Paradise be honest here and I don't want to be that guy but does ga- do games like this really move you like you know they can beat these teams but they can't win any real ones mid um, do they move me in what sense I mean they're, they're a middling team I, I don't know that I've ever thought they were anything other than a middling team um, do they move me I mean, anytime Julius Randle is a game like this and anytime like guys hit shots and anytime guys make good plays like, yeah, all that stuff is important. Like you're playing NBA competition like it's, you know, I mean, Jesus, RJ Barrett has played all sorts of bad competition over the first month and change of the season and has looked atrocious. So when guys look good. I'm going to take stock in that do do does them beating the Pistons by I don't know how many points they won by tonight, 30, I guess. Um, does it make me think that there's something they're not? No. So I, I don't know. And that I hope that answers your question. Um, yeah, but that's fair. Andrew Claudio. Hello, Andrew. I hope you're enjoying your night off. Salute to the KFS pregame show going four for four. I was right. I'm betting and sweating. Two, Randall OB counter is over 60 minutes now. I like that we got a few minutes of that um, tonight. Uh, and number three hashtag ride with Randall shout out to you, Andrew Claudio killing it, killing it. Um, Oh, we got some, we got some piston stats up there for a sec. Like pistons are very bad. Let's just be very clear about that. The pistons are not a good basketball team. Oh, here we go. Here's the betting and setting swats, the betting and sweating results. Nick's money line. Boom. Killed it. Um, Mitchell Robinson points and rebounds 18 or more. Uh, he, had 13. Oh, just barely, just barely at 13 rebounds and six points. Skinny your teeth on that one. Um, Bagley uh, points, rebounds, 20 or more. He had 20 exactly. It counts. And of course, the big one, Julius Randall points, assists, rebounds, 35 or more. I mean, you didn't need the you didn't need the rebounds or the assists. So there you go. Good stuff. Uh, next up, Stephen W. Julius is an All-NBA player on the road and at home shrug. If he played consistent defense, he would be an All-Star this year. Um, goodness gracious. If Julius Randle played defense every game like we saw him play in the second half of the Denver game and he had the exact same offensive numbers... Man, we just did our all-star Patreon pod that uh, dropped today. Shout out to all of our patrons. He'd be right there. He'd be right there. I, You know why he'd be right there? Because the Knicks wouldn't be 10 and 11. They'd probably be, I don't know, 15 and 6? Something like that. I, a lot better than they are. And they'd be in second or third place in the East. And we would be talking about the Knicks as a team that deserved two all stars. So yeah, maybe not nuts. ADW paradise. With one more. I know Randall played well, but do we like this? Like we know this is going to happen against real competition. Also, should we just trade Obi? The body language is not great. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing body language doctor tonight. Not in a game like this. Um, no, I don't want to trade Obi Toppin. I, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I would, just, I like this is the type of game where I, I, I do hope Leon Rose is taking calls at this at this late hour for, on on Julius Randle, To be clear, I just don't. I don't believe. I, I to your point, I don't believe this is consistent. I think we've we've seen enough from this player. It has been three and a half years. His career has been what it is. The defensive numbers are what they are for his career, which is now in year nine or whatever. Um, he doesn't have shooting light nights like this often. Yeah I, yeah, I would trade him. And I would keep Obi, and I would find out what the hell I have in Obi Toppin. Because I know this, if you go to trade Obi Toppin right now, Whatever the value, whatever the value is you're getting, it's not worth trading them for. You know, no team is going to give you enough for Obi Toppin where you're like, man, we can't turn that down. We gotta trade him. You're not getting that. You know, like you're gonna tell me Obi's part of a, tr- a larger trade for a star. Like, we could have that conversation, but that, that 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 trade's not happening right now. So, like, no, please don't trade Obi Toppin right now. Um, good question, though. Busy. What's going on? Busy. Would you take KP for Julius Randle right now? Hashtag trade 30. Uh, I would. Um And one more KP's defense is actually good this year and he hits threes. KP's going to be in the all star conversation. Like. Get ready. <laughs> it's hap- it's going to happen. Like, I don't think the Wizards are going to be good enough where they're going to get to all stars. Um, Kuzma's been really good on that team. So I have a feeling people are gonna look at them and be like Kuzma and, and Porzingis maybe cancel each other out because Kuzma's an important part of what they do defensively. But like this is I mean, Porzingis has been great. What more do you want from him? He's hitting shots and he's defending well. Um defending pick and rolls really well. It, he's just he's doing everything. I mean, the, the team that should be fucking kicking themselves is Dallas. Um, who I'm watching right now, and they're in a tight game against Golden State, but Dallas is a losing record, you know, uh, because they, it didn't work with KP there. You know, why didn't it work? Was it because he was unhealthy? But yeah, I would, I would make that trade. Um, I don't, man, I don't know how that would go. I, boy, how, how would the fans react to that? Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one. RJ is real, was real solid tonight, but I wonder if the ceiling of this team means him off of it and Julius Randle as a fourth option with JB and superstar wings around him. Look, if you say the word superstars, superstar wings around JB ain't no Julius Randle on this team and ain't no RJ Barrett on this team cuz they both they both gone. Um I I will stand by what I said. I forget which post game it was, but I think I do not think either guy is going to be on this team for the long term. Um, like, if and when the Knicks get good, I don't think they'll be here. And if the Knicks like bottom out and like get worse, I don't think they'll be here. So, either way, I, I think I don't know who's going to be the first to go. I'm obviously less sold on them trading RJ. I think there's a chance that RJ does stay for a couple of years, I, I, but you know, I I don't know. They, they showed us their hand this summer. Um, feel like it's just a matter of time now, and when the contract gets easier to trade, also. Uh, good question. Um, Lunas and Marat Julius for one of Golden State's young guys? How unrealistic? Well, it's very unrealistic because those guys don't make enough money. Um, And Golden State, I am not sure I see the Warriors as a Julius Randle destination, Um, even if they did have the movable salary and they don't. So that's not going to happen. Good thought, though. Appreciate it. Anthony Sixto. Thank you for the contribution, Anthony. Appreciate it. There There was talk about Brunson's three ball. He immediately started showing effort results to improve. Adding layers to his game while maintaining momentum is his core skill set. Hashtag Brunyan, hashtag Brunaway Train. I love it. I love it so much. He's everything I want in a franchise cornerstone. Will he ever be the best player on a championship team? Hell no. Will he be the second best player on a championship team? Probably not. You know, I is like, I think if we're ever talking about a Championship team with Jalen Brunson on it, we're going to have a super-duper-duper star on that team. And then one other player who's like, if everything breaks right one year in the middle of his prime, could he make an all-star team? Like that sort of dude. And then Jalen Brunson. So like Brunson being like either the 2A or the 2B. Either way, I don't care. He's still the franchise cornerstone. He's going to be the emotional rock of this franchise for as long as he's here as it should be that's what you want that's what you want your young guys around that's what you want in your locker room it's like the dude, and the dude is going to keep getting better that contract is oh my god is it gonna look like a bargain and i have to say this i feel like there's been there's a, a lot of um a lot of zaggers on the on the old interwebs talking about that he's a He's this, he's that, he's ball hog, undersized point guard, never going to get anywhere. Stop it. It's the best thing about this team. Here's what I can say tonight. If Jalen Brunson wasn't on this team, they probably get a win anyway tonight, and they would probably now be four and 17. That's what we'd be without Jalen Brunson. Um, Good question, Anthony, or good comment, Anthony. Max Cutler, when the Knicks eventually trade for a star, who do you think it will be? Sorry to put you on the spot. I'm just interested to know what you think. Um, Yeah, talk about putting me on the spot. Uh, do, do, do. Who do I think it will be? If you forced me to put money on it right now, who do I think will be the star that the Knicks trade for? It's probably going to be an answer that I don't like. Holy shit, no, this can't be real. Is this real? This is real. Sorry, I have to detract for a second. As of right now. As of right now, right this second. This can Is this real? The Knicks have a top 10 offense. Holy shit. Stop the stop the fight. Wow. I'm like blown away. The New York Knickerbockers have a top 10 offense a quarter of the way into a professional basketball season. One spot behind the Golden State Warriors. And two spots ahead of the vaunted Nets. And three spots ahead of the Mavs. Jeez. Lord, take me now. Um... That is wild. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm literally speechless at that. The Knicks have a top 10 offense. Okay. Who's it going to be? Who's the star they're going to trade for? Um, mm, The first name that popped into my head was Carl Anthony Towns. Because I think it's the obvious name. He's hurt right now, for one. Like, wouldn't it be something if the Wolves played like amazing basketball over the next four to six weeks that he's going to be out with this injury? And then he comes back and things go back to going not so great. And then they flame out in the playoffs. And then this summer it's like, oh, okay. The Wolves are going to trade Carl Anthony Towns. Like, who do you think is going to be lining up for Carl Anthony Towns in that situation? Um, You know, obviously the Knicks will be right there. I like, I don't see any other. Like I've, I've been on the Embiid train forever. I would love to say Embiid's going to be the guy. I don't believe that. Not yet. Not. If they're smart and they bide their time and they wait. Yeah. I mean, if you force me to pick right now, I would. I would say cat. I I guess you got to keep an eye on Anthony Davis, right? If the Lakers keep going downhill, if they decide to not make a, a rush trade. Sure. Anthony Davis could be in play, but like. One of those three guys. And then it could be none of them because <laughs> who the hell knows with this league. Um, Hush zoo. What's going on? Hush. Julius Randall gifting us trade value on his birthday shows how
2: selfless he is. <laughs> God
1: a nitpick, but I can't get over that air ball by RJ where um, uh, that airball ball late by RJ, RJ where in a where game 20 it's concerning. Oh, the, the, I, I'm trying to think of which air ball you're if it's a, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It was in the early in the game in the first half for sure. And I think Br- Breen said that somebody got a piece of it. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it was a short range shot. I don't unless there's an air ball three that I don't remember. And it's certainly possible. But like, yeah, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. There's like there was a couple of shots where you're like, eh, that's not great. That's fair. Um. Pluckster, what's going on, Pluckster? A nice win, but Fournier's situation is rough. He's been the consummate professional. Can they trade him before the deadline? Any liking landing spots? Uh, can they? Yes. Will they? I doubt it. I've said this a few times, and I feel like I'm going to have to write about it for the newsletter soon, because a lot of people have this this notion that, like, oh, they got to move Rand, uh, Fournier, they got to get Fournier off the team. There is absolutely zero, let me repeat that, zero incentive right now to trade Evan Fournier. You have weathered the storm. You have taken this player who's making a bunch of money and you have sat him on your bench. He is not causing issues. As you said, he's been the consummate professional. Seems like a good locker room guy, not ruffling any feathers. The hard part is over. In doing so, you have told everybody around the league, like, we have accepted that this player has negative trade value. So again, the hard part's over. The Band-Aid has been ripped off. The only reason why you would want to trade him before the deadline is because you're trying to get his salary off the books for next year or at the very least for this summer. And there's zero impetus for them to get that money off the books this summer for two reasons. One, getting his money off the books for this summer doesn't give them any cap space, uh, practical cap space at least. And and two, um, there's not a, there's no... There's nobody worth moving heaven and earth for this summer. Keep them on the team, and then when there's a trade this summer that materializes that you like, you know, which I'm sure there's going to be, they're going to be in trade talks for somebody this summer. It's going to happen. Um, that salary goes out in the deal, and then whoever is acquiring him gets an 18.7 million dollar expiring salary. It's As easy as that. The only way he's going to move before the deadline is if they just need to move put salary into a deal for whatever reason like but there's no there's no impetus to trade him um good question though i appreciate that Juwan, what's going on Juwan? thanks for uh oh timmy hart tim hardaway jr under two minutes to go big three for dallas puts him up one uh Juneau, good win but man the pistons stink again they've been good the last 10 games or decent at least two and eight but decent a decent two and eight Uh, Gun to your head, how would John Macri, not CAA, fix this roster? Not hard to see, even in wins, uh, that we have a bunch of players that don't mesh. Um, How would I fix the roster? So I'm going to do myself a favor, make my life easier answering this question, and take tanking as an answer off the table. Um, What would I do to fix the roster? I would make... I would make the best Randall deal I could make. And I let me be specific. Whatever whatever got me the best draft asset or whatever cost me the least, I would make that Randall trade. And if I got a player that I could plug in, like if like the 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 Phoenix idea where the Knicks end up with Jay Crowder. Like, I know Jay Crowder's old and the Knicks aren't winning anything right now. And Jay Crowder probably doesn't even want to be a Nick or whatever. But, like, that's a dude that you ch- could slot in there for 25 minutes a night. He plays 25 minutes. Obi plays, you know, 20, uh, 22, 23, 24 minutes. It's enough for Obi. It's fine for Obi. Uh, and they're like, that's an interesting team to me because Jay Crowder. Knocks down threes and he plays balls to the wall defense all the time, and I and I, you could get something for from Phoenix. For, I, I bet for that. I don't know what you get. Like maybe the Clippers are willing to give you a distant pick, depending on what salary you take back. Like I I do something like that. Like I would I would move Randall for the best trade I could get. Um, that's honestly really all that I would do this in season because I don't think there's another move to be made in season. Like, I don't want to trade Emmanuel quickly for a first round pick. I would like do the Randall deal. I would leave everything else as is and I would ride out the year. I'm not trying to trade RJ this year because you're not getting any value back for him and his contract's really hard to trade anyway. So that's pretty much it. I don't even mind the center stuff. Like, I know they have three cent- three playable centers. Keep them all here for, for now. If somebody wants to blow you away with a offer for Hardenstein, trade him, but otherwise, or Mitch. But otherwise, you know, stay as is juanama one more also bring home burks he deserves better i love alec burks i will never quit alec burks thought he was gonna kill us tonight in the second half time my prediction at halftime was like watch me get a 20 point alec burks second half um shout out to once a nick always a nick alec burks
0: i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast